once we finish this one, we will be one episode away from finishing, and then we can upload all of them, and we can finally be back on track. Back on track. And then you'll see. You'll all fucking see. That's true. Optometrists throwing eyeglasses into the crowd. They said it couldn't be done. They said it wouldn't be done. They said mostly that it shouldn't be done. Yeah. But here we are. Um, okay. The opening we were going to do was about, like, something we saw online recently that made us feel old, but the answer to that is everything. I am full of bones, and I am dying. Well, aren't we all full of bones? Yes. So what I was going to say is, I was going to say something about the, the fucking book I'm reading that's clearly like a six Slow of Crows- Slow Burn Erotica? Slow Burn is really generous. I, well, yeah, again, I'm just like, at this point, call it a high heat romance and it's a day. If it's not, if it doesn't have like fucking that frequently, it's high heat, not erotica, but- that's I mean, neither here nor there. Okay, so it, it reads a lot like Six of Crows fanfic with the serial numbers filed off. And that's just my opinion. I'm not saying that it is, and I am enjoying We're not legally it. Really pursuing this line. Yeah, of I was quarry. gonna say because because God, Romance Landia is litigious. Oh yeah. Um, but here is the thing, and the thing is this: the main character. Well, one of them is is such a cringe nerd girl in a way where I'm like, is this us to other people and I'm just not getting it or am I better than her? Well, and you know, that's a really good question because I don't like to be like, oh, I'm not like other, other well, I'm not like other girls, I'm transgender. But like, so I actually, wait, this joke doesn't really work anymore for me, does it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to pull that I'm a cool nerd, but like, also there are gradations. It's like, can you be a normal person? I'm not going to always comes off. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say normal person because I'm also deeply autistic. And usually when people say they want a normal person, they mean a not autistic person. But I will say it's one of those things where it's like, it automatically makes me cringe and flinch, regardless of whether or not it's actually like fun. If there's someone. She wore a Deadpool t-shirt. Yeah, who's someone like whenever you see like She's a description of nerd nerdiness, well that actually that's this that's fine, but like it's, I mean it's, it's just one of those things where it's like it automatically makes me go oh god oh one because I yeah, just feel like referring yeah, exactly. to other brands in your own story is tacky. It's, it's in poor like, taste. It's it just it's like one of those things where I'm like make up. Am I am I too make up nerd? Is is the real thing that we are simply saying that it is not done. A little bit, but I will, like, I, I, I don't even mind nerd stuff when it's, like, references to stuff you made up that's, like, adjacent. Like, it, I remember when I would write MCU, well, not MCU, yeah. whenever I wrote Marvel stuff, the joke I would do is if they were talking about comic books, I would, like, badly describe an anime and then make that up as a fake comic book, because that was just a fun way to sort of have a nerdy reference without necessarily having to refer to any existing bodies of work, because I think sometimes that can get a little gauche. Especially in published work. I think there's more room in fan work because mm-hmm. we all know we're doing, like, transformative work. But, like, if I'm reading another person's published original story and I'm just getting fucking barraged with, like, Marvel or DC references... It was, it's a lot to. of Marvel references, too, to the point where I'm like, they're not gonna fuck you. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like, make up something. Like, just make, And like, speaking of fucking, where is it? Yeah, seriously, if you're reading an erotica novel and you haven't had a lot I mean, of I have to see it all the way through, because I think I'm halfway through at this point, and if they, if they, I need for them to fuck or I will uh, lose I my mind. the werewolf guy has a knot, because if he doesn't, I'm genuinely going to be disappointed. That too. Um, that as well. By the way, his inner wolf is just, um, imagine heterosexual venom. Disgusting. Blocked. <laughs> um, it is, like... 
this is one of those things where it's like, I never want to seem like I'm, but like when it comes off in written, I'm not talking about how people live their day-to-day lives. Like I'm talking about like how it comes across in fiction. I want yes. to be very clear. Because like, I remember I read this god awful novel that did it, that, that when I was in like, oh God, middle school. That was like very much like this, like exactly what you're describing in terms of the main protagonist well, girl. And, and I've like, never oh, God, liked any. I've never liked any kind of like fandom piece that no, is. No, I feel like it's not and accurate I think, to my experiences, and it just puts me. On you it. know what I think it is? What? There's not enough clinical depression. There's not enough clinical depression. There's and it's always a and very it, sterilized it, look at fandom. They're never out here writing like weird fucking pornography. They're like, I wrote a fan fiction about my two most attractive faves. On a conventional, normal television show getting together. And I'm just like, first off, that's not even remotely what fandom is about. And two, I think I also hate this shit because it is part of the corporatization and sanitization well, of fandom. You're absolutely, because that is exactly it. Um, and a couple other things is like, number one, if you said like super guy and bat guy, we would all know what the fuck you were talking about. Ratman. And I would, I st- and I would honestly, yeah, exactly. And it, and it gives you more of a chance to almost have like an inside joke with you, the and narrative, and your readers. Yeah. Not me just sitting here like, if you do not shut up about Wolverine. Neon Genesis event, did you want? That might still get you suit, but it would be pretty funny. If you don't shut up about Wolverine, when I see Stan Lee and Gehenna, I'm going to kick him. <laughs> I'm going to kick him <laughs> into hell. Be, I don't think no, gonna, he, I mean, I unless he's appointed, unless he's appointed, unless he's appointed some kind of... I'm gonna have to find him. Hall monitors in Gehenna. I mean, I don't know, that but would be like, so fucking funny. imagine if they did, and I had to go find Stan Lee so I could kick him because of this fucking book. I mean, it's not his fault per se, but it is like it isn't not his it fault. Isn't, I mean, yeah, unfortunately. Honestly, a lot of things we can just say are isn't not Stan Lee's fault. Oh God. Um, uh, you know, may his memory be a blessing and all that. Yeah, um, it is. It is kind of. Ugh, I you know it is. I think a lot of it does come down to it's like. I don't like when fandom, it's, I, I, I don't mean this in a gatekeeping way, but when too many people know about something, it puts my teeth on edge. Not a, they don't like it correctly way, but I'm like, oh God, we're going to get found out and it's going to be really fucking embarrassing. Like, I, and yeah. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it too long, but JoJo's Bizarre Adventure exploding in the West has been alternately the worst thing of my life. Um, and I mean, I, I technically got a partner out of it, I guess, but like, you know, fuck it, man. Like, not that that wasn't a great thing, but I'm like, fandom-wise, I'm like, every, the teenagers finding out about this makes me want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. We were, we were chugging along in this fan base for, like, 20 years, neglected, surviving on terrible scanlations, and now suddenly everybody knows about it, and I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking hell. But when I do talk about, like, I'm not doing it in a gatekeeper way, I'm like, oh, they're liking, I'm just like, there's literally too many people who like this now, and it feels very weird, and I feel like at any moment we're gonna found out. And that's more a byproduct of my paranoid protection of my interest due to a dysfunctional upbringing. You know what? That's exactly else. what it is. I think a lot of it is also like you have parents that you can discuss these things with. My one of my How t- one of my gross, friends in fake, high school blocked. literally was like, "Oh yeah, I talk about my OCs and my parents all the time." And I was like, "What?" Okay, so you know what I'm your discovering? OCs? Your original characters. This might actually be a me problem, everybody. I would, I would literally sooner eat fucking wasps. Like, live wasps and, like, crunch them with my fucking human teeth. Well, if if you crunch them fast enough, they're not alive anymore. And it stops being a problem. Yeah, but those are the noise and the texture and the juices. All right. This I is, don't think there are juices. I don't know. Maybe. There okay, wait. I had a point. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. If you ever eat wasps, do not tell us. Uh, I cannot stress. Story that LP- <laughs> tell them we sent you. Can you imagine? I mean, also, it's fascinating that we are discussing 
like not wanting to be observed when it's like hey stop fucking observing us guys guys as we do a a podcast but there is a buffer here and also this isn't even my main i i I, I, like and i don't mean this i like legends this isn't even my final form this isn't my final form but like if you were not here doing this with me there's no way in hell i'd be making a baby girl i have media knowledge you couldn't even dream of or care about yeah that's a big one um (laughs) i have i have a knowledge of obscure pieces of media that you wouldn't even begin to care about baby girl i can ask ari about books neither of us have heard of oh yeah um okay and it was uh anyway so that and oh right so the whole reason i brought this up okay is because i feel like when people talk about legends they talk about legends like the like the nerd girl Uh uh-huh that is not relatable in the slightest and yet somehow everyone is like yeah this is just what nerds are like and i'm like i know you know that that's that you're lying i know know you and i have shared experiences and this is not it yeah look me in the fucking face yeah av club i want you to look at me come on i want you to look at me with my eyes come on tell the fucking truth tell the fucking you son of a bitch be honest be real like i know it'll cost you your job but like how much are you getting paid at the av club come on now you're probably freelance fuck it be very honest like it's just one of those things where it's like no one not a, I cannot think of a single relatable nerd character or that a character... Seth Cohen. Okay. Well, I didn't really watch the OC. I will say, because I was but, like Billy and Teddy, but I'm like, I don't like Billy and Teddy because like, they were comic Here's book nerds. the thing. I just like, and actually bringing up Seth Cohen, it's actually the point I was going to make about nerd characters, especially nerd female characters, is that they skirt the um, presence of having autism. Yeah. Whereas male characters, I sometimes think, can be a little more relatable because they are so clearly, they're like, oh, well, men can be autistic. Autism without the A. Or, like. with Seth Cohen especially, um, there's, a certain, sorry, there's a certain kind of nerdiness that is assigned to a Jewish personality as well that also kind of goes hand in hand. But that, yeah. that's a story. Adam. 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 Speaking of which. I know, Gary, I know the- <laughs> Speaking of which. Speaking of which. Um, have you ever thought about the fact that in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Gary has really only ever been here as much as he is and has stayed around for as long as he is because he keeps wandering in, looking to suck dick and cock, and gets involved in this? I thought you were going to say, it's really fucked up, he's gotten more and more involved after they revealed the alien thing and sort of forgot that he was Jewish, and I'm like, well, that would have been true. Oh, no, but don't worry, but don't worry. Like, his, the whole true. the whole alien is is the robot him, and I'm like... I love that he, the robot him is just the alien because it looks so much cheaper now. They oh got yeah, a because, suit. They, because now they actually have to use it often so it's like a Zentai suit with the fucking, fucking screen printed on and the head. And you know what? This is a loss for you. I will outlive. I will outlast you. It's also one of those things where, like, if you're going to do that, hire a suit actor. Like, hire someone who's, and they would never, they wouldn't even know how to fucking begin. I can't think it'd be that expensive, though. Hire someone who's used to acting in these kind of morph suits. Like, there are people who this is their job that they go. Okay, on so sh- you know how Doom Patrol is the better you. Yeah, they do this. They do this. Like people who know. I mean, it happens all the time. Like you have people like in horror movies. You have people who literally like play the monster, quote unquote, because they move in the suit well. Like it. It's not an uncommon practice. You can totally find someone, and 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 I'm, I'm like, I know you guys know about Power Rangers. Look at you. But like, I don't know. Anyway, I guess the thing is, even though, like, we say, even though it is sometimes, I think, very interesting 
that we can draw parallels between things that we have said and things that we see on Legends mm -hmm. without alleging anything. Haunting. Um, like the Aves thing. Um, and it is very interesting to know that perhaps there are a lot of things we agree on. Um, a deeply traumatic upbringing has left me with fear of being observed by anyone. Oh, honestly, with Legends, I'm like, all right, you know what? Fine, if that's my legacy, let that be my legacy. I meant for stuff that, like, I actually would be, like, embarrassed if the creator saw my, my work in any way, shape, or form. With these guys, I'm like, I'm doing it better than you. I mean, that's true. I'm not actually... Mm, I mean, I'm over... You know what? I think this is actually... Wow, Phil Clemmer helping me overcome my lifetime of trauma. Well, you know, he's gotta be good for something. Incredible. Maybe I was the one who owed him a thousand dollars. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. I'm just no. fucking kidding. Could you imagine? No. Okay, let's go into the episode. But so, okay, I'm trying to get audio. Hey, hey, number one Sasuke fucker, you missed something important. If Brandon were from New York, he would serve cunt. Oh, okay. Did anyone ever resolve the Jane Austen plot point? Did it even matter? No, it didn't matter. You, shut up. Why are you specifically coming for me? I have done nothing. So, welcome to Legends in Review. In terms of the two of us, I'm definitely nicer to Phil for the most part. I feel like you're the one who called him a goblin that one time. Okay, so first we're doing the seventh episode. Nope, we're doing the fourth episode of the seventh season, which we cannot, cannot call the incest episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And here is why. Because people are already so mad at us all the time. Are they? I don't know. Sometimes. First off, I just, I'm still, the only thing I'm really offended by is someone going, Rachel, and company. Like, I'm like, I'm the end company. And I, I have a name. Thanks. First and foremost, <laughs> it is Rachel, Ari, and, and company. company. Second so of all, that company? Tim. Tim. Hi, Tim. Mia also. Like, it's just so... Hurtful. But like, I actually don't, like, I'm like, oh, is good. that any way to refer to the chess prince? <laughs> Kneel before the chess prince. And like, here's the thing, and I want, and I want oh, everyone to know. That's, I'm sorry, I reflexively crumpled. I that wanted up. everyone to know because you people are literally fucking killing me that the joke about it being called the incest episode of DC's Legends it's of Tomorrow yeah. is from Community because yeah, there is there is an episode where Garrett is getting married, and then it turns out the person he's marrying is, like, his cut, I think, like, first cousin, and they decide to get married anyway. And then at the end, they have they have the guy, who I'm pretty sure is, they, they pretend he's the writer, and he has to explain why he decided to have two cousins get married. And it's very clear that this is his fetish. Yeah. And while you know that Legends is doing it because they're trying to make some kind of pithy social commentary, uh, um, wow. it also is all, it, it, every time someone, I'm like, is this your fetish? Oh, yeah. So what we're going to call it instead is Legends of Tomorrow's most anti-Italian episode to date. It, it, it was. <laughs> Didn't we have a name written for this down somewhere? I only wrote down the incest episode of DC's Legends <laughs> Why of Tomorrow. Why can't All right, so that's the thing. Is that was We started doing that joke because of Carnival, and then it slowly started getting us. That's not fair, because Carnival actually is the, in Carnival is, is is the incest the episode you of think Game of, of Thrones. Carnival just has incest all over the fucking place. And like, place. and it's I want to, and, and it's in a very biblical, like, it's a metaphorical biblical thing. It's so fucking funny because it just keeps happening. It's very it's just, upsetting. It's so out of nowhere and it will not stop happening. But um, oh my god, there was genuinely something I wanted to bring up about this. One, I don't remember the incest subplot in this, and I'm kind of disappointed in that. In Two, community or in legends? Well, there... no, in legends. But it's also really funny because Dan Harmon, like, has no, canonically thing... gone on the record saying he ships Rick and Morty. So Dan Harmon may have been the guy who wrote the community incest episode. I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. So the purposes of comedy and entertainment. Here's the thing, and I want to mention we are being very critical. 
I have really enjoyed 7A. I'm like, we're going to get into oh, yeah, why we're, we're having a great time. Like, like, have you noticed that we're just kind of bantering and yeah. we only brought up Gary once? Yeah. That's how you know we're having, about it. have you noticed we're really not harping on Ava Lance at all? Yeah. Honestly. We have other things to talk about this season. They're balancing things really well. They the finally joke did is, it after seven seasons. Here's the thing, and I will give Legends this. The joke is that because Sarah and Ava are both blonde, the newspaper assumes they're sisters. Yeah, that was actually one of the only times that's ever been funny. They did pull that off. I did laugh. It and was and I will really say, good. And I will say this about that. I understand that it is a homophobic thing and it does happen to people and it Oh sucks. my god, the amount of times, because like... Right now, because of transition issues, uh, Mia and I are both very, like, female presenting. I hate to say the word female presenting, but you know what I mean. Like, people are going to clock us as women, even mm-hmm. if we're not. So the amount of times, and it, it is just because people do not do not want to offend us by assuming that we are sisters, but I'm like, I, I look nothing. Like, this isn't like a, like, I, I look, I'm like f- six inches taller than them for the first thing. For the second thing, Brag. we look nothing alike. And it's just, like, weird that people, and I don't think they mean it maliciously. I really don't. I just think that In they, the 20s, they definitely did. But in that's... the 20s, they definitely did. At the, I just think people don't want to assume that you're in a relationship because they're, like, thinking it would offend you for being, what, mistaken as gay. And I'm like, ma'am, I have dyed hair. The person standing next to me also has dyed hair in a different color. Very clearly homosexual. Come on. I mean, what else can we do? Like, seriously, do I have to go out wearing, like, I just have to start wearing those fucking shitty pride shirts all the time. If lost, return. And, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We cannot deny, on the other hand, though, that what? Sarah and Ava are very blonde. Oh my god, absolutely. That, like, it is not- I just wish they'd make just dye her hair. It is not a joke CW that in t- it's a, it was funny, and it hit, it and I'm and just gonna hit. say at the top of the episode, because it's not really- Honestly- with everything else that's been going on, it's not really that important. Yet. <laughs> no, I, it's not. Like, no, I, I thought it was genuinely a really funny joke. And then. At the end, they were like, we're not. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, the joke wasn't, haha, they're like, the joke was, oh, we all thought you were guys were, like, sisters who were fucking. Now we just. So that's what, just and fucked. that is and why we were going to call funny. it the incest episode of DC's totally Legends of Tomorrow. I forgot it was in this episode. Um, well, it was genuinely I will say, funny. in the next episode, the paper refers to them as gal pals sharing a platonic kiss. Does and it, I'm does like... Does it really? That's really... Okay. And that is, and that is funny. Like that are funny. It's like that one photo of Kristen Stewart and Hooters. I was gonna <laughs> say, and like, I was gonna say, Kristen Stewart... Where you can draw, like, a little connected dots line between her eyes and the girls close to her tits. Like, yeah, okay, she's really having a great time with the wings. We know what That's Sarah Lance loves. Hot wings. Yeah, seriously. Can we... Can someone... <laughs> she probably does she's a fucking dirtbag but like you know dirtbag sarah was so real and you will never appreciate you her the never, way we I, did i dirtbag sarah is the only sarah to me sarah who keeps getting all those weird truck stop hot sauces that are called like Ass and obviously and obviously and like dirtbag sarah can be married and we're not saying yeah, that she fine. isn't but like you just you don't you had to be there to get it you had to be, it's, it's really autistic important. ava and it's dirtbag <laughs> sarah and you wouldn't get it uh-huh and i'm just like in my head i, I am in 3022 yes <laughs> i am i am i am thinking of two completely different characters when i talk and that's fine um i mean i i mean ava has some pretty see, uh, we do still see autistic ava a lot especially more this season now mm-hmm. that they're done wrapping up the romance she can go back to being a character again <laughs> which is my worst way of writing i'm like if if romance is not inherent to the character arc then don't put the romance in but pfft, time better not i'm not doing this now but like genuinely um is like is the character who she was and i don't think that's a bad thing and i miss it like and you're allowed to grow and still be a dirtbag that's what kills me that's what makes me sad because she is just basically like tv budget carol danvers now and i'm tired 
But now we've said it. Okay, but we said we weren't. But here's the thing. Okay, so we have 704. What are we calling it? We're not calling it. We're going to call it. I mean, honestly, should we just call it a pasta fazool? Hey, bada bang. A bada bang. I mean, like, does that not? Doing this local accent makes it hard for me to concentrate on card games. It's too long of a title. Brooklyn Rage. Chicago Eh. Rage? Eh. What's Mm. a borough of Chicago? The Chicago Boroughs. I have no fucking idea. Well, fucking, you're standing at your, well, you're sitting at your, fucking Google it. What are the, okay, well, I spelled Boroughs like what a capybara makes. (laughs) Actually, wait, hey, capybara expert. Mia? Yeah? Do capybaras make burrows? No idea. Hey, you don't know. You're the one who was obsessed with capybaras. Well, they swim. Well, they swim. Can you check for me? Do capybaras yes. make burrows or do they like deep with- dish rage? No. I hate deep dish style vengeance. Isn't half bad though. Um, we could call it lesbian music plot. <laughs> Okay, why do you not know? No, I knew this because during the Australian wildfires in the early 2020, when we were like, yeah, this is... wombats? That was wombats. Capybaras and wombats, I think, are almost the same creature. They are not the same animal. They live in completely different biomes. The ones in Panama live in burrows. Thank you. Are you getting conflicting capybara burrow information? Yep, you're absolutely correct. They live in two different parts of the planet. Completely different parts of the planet. Like scrapes. Yeah. Like rabbits do. Well, male rabbits. Yes. Okay. I think. I and I learned that from Watership I mean, down. we could truly name it Ain't No Party Like a Zari Party, because a Zari Party makes you so fucking sad. I... That's, again, way too long. We could name it Piano Man. And here's why. Because doing that routine, I'm like, listen, I appreciate it. You're never gonna be Mama Moose. Piano Man. A song that is was, not about Billy Joel. I liked the... I liked the... The, um... No, I liked it a lot. It was really cool. Again. But you're never gonna be them. <laughs> But I am a big sucker for scenes like that. I remember that. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is that Katie and Jess um, do have a lot of physical talent. And, yeah. like, let them use it. Yeah, let them use it, genuinely. That was really cool shit. And I'm like, oh, right, Jess was a uh, dancer. Like, Jess wasn't just a dancer. Jess did, like, hard ballet. Yeah. So like, And, yeah, and not to disrespect that. other dancers, but, like, that's something that I go very hard for. Because Jess McCallan has, like three years left on that body. Yeah. And then it's going to, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this is a threat. Like, God forbid. Yeah. But, like, Get, Jess, if you're out there, I hope you're having. I hope the physical therapy you're at is expensive, covered, luxurious. Yeah. yeah. Because like whirlpool baths all day, baby. Guys, ballet is so bad for your body, it and if you are a fan, if you are a fan of Jess, just like keep an eye on her, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please make sure she is okay. Yeah. And I mean that it will fucking kill you. That's why dance teachers are also fucking mean. They're in pain. Smoking helps. Smoking helps. I mean... It know, doesn't. It doesn't. I think it actually makes it worse. It definitely makes it worse. But, like, it helps emotionally. Um, alright, what the fuck? But, like... You know, this is the problem, is Jess McCallan went into acting because she is too nice to be a ballet teacher. That's actually fair. I will stand by that. That's actually, yeah. I think if... I want to... I would... Only reason I want to do meet and greet with her is just so you could tell her that, because I want to see her reaction with me. Um, or I don't know, whoever the hell is fucking leaking this podcast to everybody could just fucking tell her that. Go ahead. Go when it. you leak this podcast, do you cut the stuff we say about Katie, or do you just play it in front of her? <laughs> You're just playing in front of her and hope she doesn't notice. Whatever intern listens to this. Oh, God. Um, like, if, if I need to take some stuff out, I'm just, not gonna, because you don't, because you if, don't. If, We're if beholden we to maybe, no one. Maybe we should just get a Signal account and be like, all right, well, if you're actually, let's text us at Signal. Like, something encrypted end-to-end, so that I way it can't get back to you. you know. but, um, um, Tumblr doesn't have security. Um, but doesn't that make it the most secure? Ah, uh, yeah. 
I mean, it's like how... no, no, it doesn't. No, it does teens. Not. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um. So, like, here's the thing about this episode. Um, I'm gonna say this briefly because I'm trying hot really girls hard are to crying on stuff. Hot but girls I... are crying at the Zari party. Yes. Why I... don't we just call it crying at the Zari party? <laughs> no, that's not funny. No. Okay, we'll come back. We'll to come it. back. We'll to come it. back. It's fine. It. I know what you're thinking. You had how long to make an episode title for this? And it's like, all right, look and listen. What are you a doctor? But like it. The thing that is important, I think, to understand is it is so interesting to me with the benefit of having waited to record this until after all the episodes airs, is that, like, this episode is the one where we have, like, what it is, what is of, what could be for fandom purposes specifically, because if there's anything fandom loves, it's putting queer groups without any consistent nuclear family dynamics into nuclear family roles, whether or not that necessarily fits the characters. You guys are trying so hard like you guys are trying not to do it and I see that, but you're also still doing it you're while trying not it. to do it and I and I need, I need and I need that. look at me. Stop it. We can do this. We can do guys, this. we can everybody you're better than this. Everybody we can get over this. I am not listen, I am not your enemy. I am not your friend. I just want what's best for all of us. We can fucking do this. Was that where is I where's that? Okay, remember in season two, episode two of From Dusk Till Dawn? Yes. Thank when you. Seth is thank you. I was like, I was like, I know that line from somewhere, but I'm like, yeah, that is truly a good way to put us. We are not your enemy, but we are not your friend either. Not your mom. I am simply here for what is mine. Yes. And that is decent television. I'm not even asking for good. I'm just asking for decent. I'm asking for what they would mark on your report card as satisfactory. Now, of course, I always scored excellent or above. Well, yeah. But that's me. (laughs) I can't expect it from everyone. All right. So, like... It's very interesting so much to of me us. that the fandom response to Astra Spooner and Gideon all together, when Gideon was very much in this sort of like born sexy yesterday. Yeah, she was very much in full born sexy yesterday kind of mode. Um, and if you don't know what that is, just Google it. There's a really good YouTube video that talks about this phenomenon. Um, it's important and interesting to me that they didn't get the oh my god, they're Gideon's mom's treatment and like fandom immediately leapt on the show talking about like Sarah and Ava as like teen moms and I'm just like I think we had a way more deliberate example of this and I again I don't think either of these are actually parent-child relationships and it's really infantilizing of characters of color usually and it's also kind of a way to soften queer relationships and make them palatable in some way shape or form because again it's conforming to nuclear family standards blah 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 we're all here for that in any case Listen, we it's all just have kind to... of interesting. People didn't pick up on that, but jumped on the Sarah and Ava thing right away. That's all I'm saying. We all have to unlearn shit. All yeah. I'm saying is I, I unlearn one thing a day. Sometimes it's problematic behavior. Sometimes, sometimes it's just I a just, fact. Sometimes I just unlearn shit. What I, what, I need, what I think we need to say first and foremost is like, if someone says... No one's putting says, you in jail for liking things. That no one's putting like. you in jail for liking things, but if someone says, hey, this is bad for characters of color, yeah. and your response is that you feel attacked... Why is that? Yeah. And that's all we're going to say, because this was such a powerful Zari episode. (laughs) And... It was. Like, this was such... Oh my gosh. Like... (sighs) Zari is so sad right now. Oh boy. Like, Zari is so sad. And and there's this thing that Zari does that I need everybody to stop and think about. Like, I need you, whatever you're doing, put it down. Which is that... Not you. Yeah, okay. You're in the middle of a battle. Different. Thank you. Um, which is that, like, Zari, when things get really overwhelming for her and she gets really sad, now that she knows she can go into the totem 
She does that. And, like, that's literally why John gave her his house. And even that, she feels, is not isolated enough for her. Yeah. And so and that bad. is a little bit, I think, honestly, because the legends needed it. Yeah. I mean, part of me is a little bit like, listen, Sarah and Ava are allowed to consummate their relationship. But, like, Zari did just, like, this is Zari's house. Yeah. It's not yours. So... It is a little like, all right, this is Ari's house, but we're just kind of using it as the. I, and I think at this point they're just using it as sort of the legend so, homeboy from yep. home set this time. I mean, this season. Yeah, exactly. They don't, they just we put a right lot of, of money into it. So I'm not going to fault it too much. Yeah. Um, I think that's more like a convenience choice. But it makes me think about how, like, John literally gave her this house. Because he wanted her to have a place where she felt protected by him because, well, he broke up with her because Jeff Johns had a gun on him. But he broke up with her because he's like, I only have one soul to bargain. If something happens to Zari next time, I'm out of tricks to get, like, like, (laughs) I can't protect myself and that means I can't protect, like, that's sort of the in show. And so he gives her this house because he still wants her to feel protected by him. But by leaving, all he's doing is solidifying this need for, like, complete isolation that she has. Yeah. And... Thanks, idiot. You know, John Constantine ruining everything again, as always. John Constantine, I am under your bed. (laughs) But, like, and again, I don't think it was... Matt Ryan is that one story in Torah where... Where the guy doesn't know how to fuck his wife and the rabbi tells him to go under the bed of a guy who does know how to fuck his wife. (laughs) And and Which listen is, to I it. Just, just not it, great, honestly. Just fucking great. And I mean that. That's and the man who did know how to fuck was Adam's. <laughs> was no, cool? I'm not getting. I'm not giving Adam that. Oh yeah, that was a joke. Okay, I take it back. Okay. <laughs> Damn. All right. <laughs> hey, listen. You. Oh, Stu's ready. Okay, so we've got to pause here. All I'm gonna say is unalien Gary, and I'll give you your ability to fuck back. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh uh, yeah. You're, and are you saying, am I saying that I have the ability to control who fucks and who doesn't? No, that would be absolutely fucking insane. This is a comedy podcast. That would be pretty funny. It would be really funny. Do you think all Jewish people know how to, well, I mean, I did just tell about that Torah story, so I guess it was kind of, we're going to go make stew. We'll be right back. Okay. Sorry, in between us stopping to have dinner, um, photos of fucking... Nate with his goddamn anchor arms dropped. I, now I'm a jerk and everyone loves me. Here's the problem. That, that's exactly what his character is as a yeah. Google robot? Yeah. 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 Here's the other problem. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, he does look... Well, also because they made him do the thing with the eye patch last year. Okay. So they know. So yeah. And I think he's doing it on purpose and I hate that. If he grew his hair out, he would be a dead ringer. I don't know if we could ever get him to grow his hair out, though. Well, all and Ari said want to, all Ari said is the facial hair ages him, and I'm like, if he hears you say that, he's he gonna be so hurt. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it is true. I mean, listen, I said that they probably put more gray in it because mm-hmm. I don't think he would allow himself to have that much visible gray in his own facial hair. No, no. save for like a sporadic Instagram post once a month, mm-hmm. where he looks sexy and smart, and I'm like, oh, honey. and he has his his precious, beautiful baby daughter, of course, and the other. And, and the other one. child. See, this is exactly we were, and and I promise you, were we are right. We are about to go right back into the episode. Mm-hmm. I super swear, super swear. But like, here's the thing. Here's the thing about about thrust punch Nate is is he looks <laughs> like he's gonna be a hard time. 
But mostly, you just need to give him one of those phones that has unlimited football on it. Yeah. And he'll just sit anywhere. Yeah. You There's need to with unlimited football. You know, like a phone with un, you know that with the football watching app. Is it football watching app. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Never mind then. And all so he can watch New York Giants content. Boo ball. Year round, despite watch them lose constantly and be disappointed every single time. Like anything's gonna be different. It, We're also riding that high of them kicking the Pat's perfect season in the dick, and it was great. It was a great moment. I will hold it in my heart forever. But we guys. have license and registration to be making these judgment calls. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, listen. I live this. I am this. I know damn well what I'm doing. And um, you feed him dinner at 4 p.m. and then he goes to bed at 9 p.m. on Sundays. And he wakes up at five in the morning and he does something. You're not really sure what he does. He tells you it's construction. You don't really care. If he dies, he dies. He's paid in cash. You have four children. Well, that's the, and again, that's really the biggest problem. And again, those four children are beautiful, precious daughter and others. And the others. You cannot have sons with an Italian American man. You cannot have sons. No. They will challenge him being the best and most special and perfect boy, and that he can't fucking stand that, so here we are. When he married you, he said he, you promised to be his mother. So how can you be the mother to other children? I mean, yeah. But I'll never do that to him. I'll never have children. And exactly, and that's the big one. Just don't have those four kids and you'll be fine. I really do just fucking hate how big his goddamn fucking arms are. Is that the trade-off they made with him? They're like, we're gonna, we're gonna get, we're gonna get your arms really ripped, so you're gonna have a little bit of gray in your hair, but you're gonna be so jacked it won't matter. I mean, I think they're actually pretty uncomfortable for him to wear. Probably. I think he mentioned that, and that he feels very stupid wearing them. And I'm, I'm like, sure, you look stupid wearing. You them. You do look stupid wearing them. But like, that's the bit. That's the bit. But I know he, and that's the thing is, I know he's proud of his actual gains. So the idea to him, it's like when Brandon was so offended at the muscle suit thing. And I'm just like, oh. Well, you couldn't do this with Brandon. He would insist on doing it himself. And it's like, we don't have time to get into why. We don't have time to get into why you shouldn't let him do that. But it is like, the the, the offense he took at the muscle suit was so good. Especially because Dominic just kept fucking bullying him about it. It was really funny. Because I don't think they make, I don't think. Brandon Routh is great because, here's the thing. Brandon Routh has the aura. And and he is a great guy. And he's not a homophobe. Even if he did stuff Dark Woo from happening. Which is homophobic. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say that, because yeah. it's true. <laughs> I don't know if he personally held the gun to their head and stopped it, but, you know, you never I, know. You don't, I don't know you that don't he know. didn't. We don't know, because these writers do. I, I think they drop. I... I mean, he had... These writers were kind of up his ass, and kind of not... You know, one day you're in, and the next day you're... We're, we're not talking... Not we're not talking about this. All I'm going to say is that Brendan Routh has the vibe of someone who is sometimes just on the edge of being, like, kind of mean... But then remembers that Jesus Christ would get really mad if he He's, was. Yeah. If he wasn't, if he was from New York instead of the Midwest, he would be the biggest. He would be Captain America, because that is the difference between Captain America and Superman. Is well, that Steve is not afraid to throw a brick through a cop car if a brick needs to be thrown through a cop car. I think Clark would be a little bit more like. I'm going to lift the car. Yeah, I'm going to lift it somewhere car, else. Somewhere else. And give the men. And that's, and that's fine, because he's Superman. But yeah, Brandon was from New York. He would be a mythic. Bitch. We're en- I'm encouraging this behavior. I kind of want to see and you know, Bruce and you know who else would encourage this behavior? And I, and this is just hearsay. Your wife. Yeah. I think she'd be big into that. I think so too. Just, just a suggestion. Just, just you know. All well, right. Speaking of things that we are big into. <laughs> okay. 
Lesbian. Flawless transition. Yeah. Well, okay. So we keep saying we're really enjoying this season. And we are. And we are. So let's talk about... We are talking like it's still airing. And we're not really behind the new episodes come out like a week. They come out in uh, eight days. Okay, so we're doing uh, uh, fucking great. uh, Okay, work. Oh no. Oh wow. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That is my juice, yes. Who said do you want it, not is it your juice? Oh, I'm okay, thank you. Well, your juice now. Okay. Welcome to your juice, juice, juice. Hey, look at Tom. Okay. I want you to yeet it as hard as you can directly into the sun. I mean, that would be cool. That would be pretty cool, actually. Okay, so this is the After Gideon Road Trip Cannonball. Hey, what are you guys, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? What's the vibe? I mean, I am actually, I will say before I get like, hey, have I talked about the fucking Cannonball Run AU on this fucking podcast Mm -hmm. before? I will say, I'm not surprised I know about the Cannonball Run because, like, Remember when they did that road trip movie mm-hmm. bit with Hank and, his, uh, and Nate? And I was like, why are they said Smokey and the Bandit, but we didn't see a single goddamn car chase. The Cannonball Run is of that sort of era of, like, car films. Okay, so, so here's the thing about the Cannonball Run. Number one, Ari has been long working on a very detailed... I've had to do a lot of research about yes, cars. Yes, I'm not. I'm not saying that, this in a bad way. I'm no. saying this in a way that people it's should be impressed the most with you. Research I've ever put in because normally I'm just extremely writing world, detailed. Where I make up all the details and it doesn't matter. Or the modern AU and it doesn't matter. I've done so much. Or it's a Vento Oreo Jersey Shore AU. I haven't actually written that, but it's not not correct. I mean that one. That one I should that, probably take just, a crack at. Yeah, just go look at the. Just do like gifs of the episodes or something, and just put fake subtitles over them. It's whatever. Um. What the fuck were we talking about? Right, yeah, right Cannonball Run. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. Sometimes I'll be watching Legends, and Tim will be in the same room, and he yeah. does not care. He has no. never cared. He has never looked at the television once. No. When Nate's dad sold him for a theme park. And we were screaming. Was like, that's, hey, you, I don't think that's he what... He was like, hey, could you keep it down? I don't... Mix that. When Nate's dad sold him for a hotel. Um, God. Thanks. Tim was like, could you guys please keep it down? Fucking Mr. Cannonball Run guy shows up for two seconds, and Tim, like a fucking golden retriever, <laughs> I was like, okay. the Cannonball Run guy, uh-huh. Mr. Cannonball himself. Also, the funny thing about Ari writing a very detailed seventies uh, part seven, part seven, yeah, part seven uh, Cannonball Run AU is that uh, Tim's dad like did that I for real. Why we need to go up there? I need my primary source. Tim's dad was there. Tim's dad was Joseph Joestar. Driving a race car. What? It's not Joseph. Oh, never mind. I don't have time for this. Tim's dad was the dinosaur one. Mm, Sure. (laughs) But, yeah, okay. Um, We're just going to leave it at that. Well, actually, Joseph's in, like, a decent amount. He's in the most parts because he is the unkillable horror of the family. But, um... Did you say unkillable horror or unkillable unkillable horror? But yeah. the, 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 the most, and sometimes I think those American pronunciation posts are kind of stupid, but the one that haunts me to this day is the one where Americans be saying horror movies. And I'm like, all right, leave me the hell alone. That one felt like an clock. I didn't like it. Um, so, hey, what are we talking about? We're talking about... Astra, Spooner. Wait, I think we jumped ahead an episode. The Cannonball Run guy is the episode. No, he's the episode because they're trying to get... No, he's in five. We're still talking about four. 
Which we still have not had a name for it. We'll figure it out later. Oh, don't fucking what worry about it. Community incest episode. I don't know. Um, we are... Okay, so the thing about this episode is this episode hated Italian-Americans so fucking much. And it was really... like, and it No wasn't... respect. I like how they very much did like an Al Capone ex-spy because they didn't want to do Al Capone again. Because that would, I guess, be like cheating. It also, I guess they were like, well, we can't have Nate in these again. We have to have someone else do it. And, like, here's something I love about Astrologue. Who edited Vampire Fangs onto Min Yoongi? You're not seeing heaven. What? I, I, I panicked for a hot second because I saw Nick and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, Nick Zano has seen the inflation art me and has made be, of him. I would be really afraid. That's why I panicked. Thank you. Okay. The thing about Astro that I love is even though she's, like, Really working on herself. This is exactly what we're fucking talking about. She's working on herself. She's growing. She's changing. She and Spooner are in love. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think, you know, I can... Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I can prefer other ships to Bayrod and Astro without finding something more... Like, Bayrod and Astro, is, it's fine. There's nothing morally wrong There's, with it. No, I... I just prefer other ships. I just, but like, as for Astro, they've had... They've, frankly, they've had more interaction recently. They, and Bayrod and Astra have not been in the same orbit. Every time they remind me that he has a crush, I'm like, oh, right, yeah, that's a plot line. I thought he, like... Forget. I mean, it is truly... He, he, like Nate Haywood, is truly living the... He likes men and one woman. Yeah. True bisexual energy. Yeah, so it's just like... Oh, I really am just like, oh, shit, right, okay. Oh, okay. Jerry, how did you get... Whoa, Terry, how did you get my house? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly, whoa. Bastard, Bayrod... I don't know. I was gonna... Hold on. I have to redo the ship name so I can say it to... It's just... You know what? Never mind. We're not making this joke. I've given up. Um... Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And all that... I, I'm, is all that just staying in the episode? It sure is, because I... You know what? We need to get these fucking out, and I really do not have the time. Okay. That's fine. Um... Oh, Jesus. What the fuck were we even talking about? We were right, talking so about how four. I really love that Astra is still a very deeply... Is a person who still very much enjoys being sinister. Yes. And causing in, misery like, to others. Way. In a very Tammy way. Yeah. Ask yourselves this. Do you have a grandparent? Does that grandparent have a dog? Is it a large dog? Is that a dog specifically that is terrible with children? Of course. Was the dog being terrible with children a selling point? Yeah. <laughs> then you might have a Tammy. God. I mean, like, and it's just so fun. It's just so funny. It's like, why else would you get boxers and have children if you didn't want your children to die? Not that boxers are bad dogs, they just have so much energy, and they are very big. They, it just, it, it, boundless confidence. When, when you say boxer, I think of when Starfire was trying to tell Raven how to use her star bolts. And, if it, I don't know if I can make words make sense anymore. Is this? Yeah, where, where, where are we going with this? Okay, hold on, I need to, I need to think about this. Okay. Well, we, let, let's try to remember where the hell we were in talking about it. We got. We were part- talking about. We were talking about how sad. Like I. We were talking about Zari and her need for isolation. Yeah. And this episode, sort of, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow carrying out a plot for Zari or Bayrod that lasts more than one episode. I know. Like, it's, damn. I'm, because I started this episode because I went into the hat shop, and this is take it to the hat shop. Hat, hat shop. shop. And this is after, um. Sarah and Ava were like, Nate, you have special privileges. And also, I'm like, right, Nate is not canonically transgender, but isn't he? Isn't he, though? 
Um, you think a cis man would do this? I mean, yeah. It's, it's, um... And... Right, we're gonna talk, like, it's the thing of, like, and, they still but benefit then, from being a and, white woman. Yeah, it was immediately like, oh, you guys also... And, and here's the thing, is I think the show has been decent about recognizing that Sarah and Ava have white privilege, and that, like, you know, they're not making out 24-7. Sometimes they are just white women standing there. And when they're like, just white women standing there, they do get a lot of grace. Now, obviously, if they have been recognized, that puts them in danger. Yes. And no one is denying that it is extremely dangerous to be gay in this time period or even now. Oh, yeah. I think also, though, and this is kind of the thing I want to say, and this yeah. is something like, I appreciate what the show is trying to do. And I get that this would be a hard balance to strike, even for a show that was good at things. But we should talk about... There is a balancing act here. I just crossed myself. Yeah, I, I was impressed. That's not even your religion. It wasn't hard enough burn that you just went, fuck it. But, oh. like, it's hard to strike this balancing act of there were a lot of genuine dangers for gay and black and non-white people in the 20s and earlier time periods, but also there were pockets of genuine, hard-fought-for community that supported each other and made beautiful things, and there were wonderful things going on for people in this time period. It was not just an endless cavalcade of suffering and oppression all the time forever. Because I think that's an important context to have. Because if you don't understand how we were doing things and how well we were doing things, you know, in, in the decades prior, it, it, it makes it harder for us to solve problems we are having in the present. Um, problems that may have been solved in these smaller communities. It's how, like, in the 70s, you were seeing a lot of really incredible queer art coming out. You were seeing a lot of really, really amazing, like, gay art movements. And then AIDS just completely fucking like, tanked it. And we're still kind of struggling to, to, to get back those lessons from the 70s because, and, you know. And, and, you know, Every time there's sort of the twenties, for example, in Berlin, we're in Why time, Berlin, we're in, like, that's a a time of a lot. incredible LGBT progress, and then literally almost every document about it was destroyed. destroyed. So you have systematically, to, and the thing is, I think they were. This was more of a like kind of feel good. Zari yeah. helps this guy because they messed up his business, and it was, and it's important. When Phil said the legends are going to learn that, like, the little people matter, I was like, oh, Phil, how Whovian of you. I actually really appreciate that, especially because specifically, like, Detective Comics comic, yeah. comics movies, and it's fucking Zack Snyder's goddamn fault, mm-hmm. um, keep having this problem where they're about this lavish celebration of the Ubermensch, and that's it. And it's gross, and I hate it. And it's like, it fucking sucks. So I appreciate that even though it's definitely sort of the redheaded stepchild under the DC banner, it is actively being like, it's important for our superheroes and stuff to learn that people who are just trying to get by matter and are important because DC movies are so anti. It's, it's an, it's actually, and and you know what? Legends is not a show that won't critique itself. And it's not a show that won't critique Cape media. Does it succeed all the time? Eh. But this season, I feel that they're really they're succeeding. Um, and we see that with, I mean, basically, here's the thing about Zari, is she's like, we have to help this guy. And everyone's like, I don't know. And she's like, we have to help this guy. 
And everyone is like, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. They're not exactly gonna, yeah. Gee, Ava, why do you always let Zari do whatever she wants? Yeah. But it, like, um, I do think they're trying. And I think I feel that they're trying more in this season. So it's easier to kind of let certain things slide past. And I'm not even really ragging on them too much for, Mm. I get that that's a hard balance to strike. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everything was sunshine and rainbows, obviously. But it's important to recognize where these pockets of community sprung up because it also helps you understand how they were crushed and driven out Mm -hmm. and how the axes of oppression pivoted. Because it's like, yeah, there was an incredible 20s Berlin queer scene. Uh, There were so many trans women in Berlin. And that book burning photo that people like to spread online is the Nazis literally burning the entire, like, the fucking gay library of Alexandra. I'm not kidding. Like, it... Bring it to the library. Library. Like, it... Not to downplay how serious not this was. Not to downplay, yeah. Look into the work of Magnus Hirschfeld, um, if you have some time. Uh, it's genuinely... It, it makes you realize, like, oh, we lost a lot. But there was a lot that was there, and that matters. And knowing how that stuff existed, and then, unfortunately, usually, how it was destroyed, helps you understand the larger history of how we got here, period. Um... I'm really actually glad you brought this up because this is something I think we can sort of tie into both episodes. Yeah. And I will say that we did successfully name 705 Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. Because look at him. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, God, that song's a fucking earworm. Of course. You've seen the, you've seen the taped... The tape production from 1999. I have yeah. never seen the tape production of Cats, and I never will. Oh, come on. It's really good. I no, it isn't. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's got great dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is. I will never. I mean, truly, me just having my cut, yeah, I will never support the weight of a child <laughs> with my own two hands. I mean, that's also fair. But, like, come on. It's good. Um, you can get really high beforehand, but it's fine. Okay, never mind, I agree. You want to hear a good version of the music that's in the t- the movie the movie musical? I don't believe that exists. It's not, well, uh, for comparatively speaking. Isn't that Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah. Is he possible, is he, does he make good content? And I say this as a fan of musicals, no. Um. Wait, okay, we are spiraling out of control. We are spiraling. Okay. And I had a really good point. Okay, what's your point? Which is that... Well, are you really gonna ring up Scamble Shrinks the Railway Cat? Cat of the Railway? Right fucking, God right fucking now? Head, you... Right now in front of me? God? Okay. Mia? Tim? Well, Tim's not paying attention, but like. Tim's like. So. Please do not say that out loud about my husband. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Even if it's true. I saw it on the TV computer again, and I was like, oh no, not again. The ship looks like a. Penis. A penis jellyfish. Penis fish. (laughs) What? Yeah, we are. But I can cut this. Are you gonna? That's the question. No, I will, because I can't have anyone knowing that my husband (laughs) plays... Okay. Anyway, Skimbleshank the Railway Cat. Cat of the Railway. Okay. This is the kind of quality content. (laughs) And and here's the thing. Why why are you listening to us? I I don't know. Phil? Like, like this is this is the pe- like why hey, why is no person. why Intern. is why is no one else doing Kate Media critique? Why are we here? Why are we here to suffer? Every day I charge devices. Okay, what was your point? Okay. Usually, when Phil names a plot point for DC's Legends of Tomorrow, it is only something that lasts one episode. Mm-hmm. 
but they have actually, by not time traveling, which has actually been weirdly great for their time travel show. Yeah. Um, they have managed to actually stick to a few consistent themes. Mm-hmm. One of which is, as you mentioned, like, here are the little people you might step on. And that is something Zari especially, I think, struggles with. Mm-hmm. And something that Astra, I think, might be too familiar with. So you kind of have them coming at this from opposite ends, whereas Astra comes at helping the girl with the Al Capone boyfriend. Because he was uh, uh, I mean, basically, I, I mean, they don't kill him. I mean, apparently Spooner can astral project thoughts now. I guess. We're not really- They just said whatever, we're giving her Esper powers, and I'm like, all right. Spooner's powers are whatever we need them to be that this week, and that is so useful for I, us. I mean, one, that's really useful for us, and two- yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things. Spooner's where... powers. Stonefutch. Yeah. I mean, as whatever the whatever the narrative needs that week. Gun, actually. Gun. Gun is the third one. She does have the gun and I you know what? She's the first the, the one who is the would stab as a warning. So like, yeah. And I love that. Um I'm Boom. sure they'll I'm sure they'll figure in the in their defense, she only just now sort of really she has magic fountain powers. I'll give them like one or two more bullshit powers from like, all right. You have to. She had Stucky Stackhouse microwave hands. That's all I've ever she asked did? for. Remember when she was switching people's powers in last right. in the yes. season finale? Oh my god! Yes. Okay. That's all I've ever asked for. Is all I've ever needed. It's a shame that it was in that season. Oh wow, that coloring went on really nicely. Right. I am a genius. And so Astra comes at it because she loves. Astra comes at it because it's not so much. I mean, she obviously likes this woman and wants her to do well. Mm-hmm. But she also loves the opportunity to make someone suffer. Yeah. Whereas Zari does it more out of wanting everyone to be happy but herself. And if legends were good, trademark trademark phrase of this show, I, mean, I think really. we could play because we started to see them as foils a little bit in season five. Yeah. And then that was dropped immediately, and we have not heard about it since. The sorority episode? Yes. Mean? Yeah, that was the good. Sor- and the episode before that with yes. um, the Son of Sam, Son of Sam Demon Dog. Oh, it was so Mwah. good. Blows I, kiss to the stars for was, some of Son of Sam again, Demon Dog. Again, if we, you know, if once COVID's over, if they do, all we need is for you guys to run another Explain Legends to a friend promo. We will go get David Berkowitz. He is actually not that far away. You guys just gotta, I mean. You gotta do it. Come on. We'll come do on. it. We'll, we'll do we'll it. We'll absolutely do it. I will do it. I will 100% do it. <laughs> It would be fucking great. You have to contact us, though. I will not sue you. Yeah. I won't sue you. I won't sue But we have to work on this together. Yeah, yeah this has to be a good team effort. effort. Team I'm effort. assuming he has an agent, probably, because he's out there doing shit. I think he just makes his own website. Well, that, which is something. No, we can't talk about the Son of okay, Sam right but now. No, but hold on, because I have this great anecdote. Because, right, because John Wayne Gacy is the reason we have that rule against prisoners content, which is like, in the case of non serial killers, really fucked because I yeah. think if you're in there for weed, you should be able to have an Etsy or whatever the fuck and make some money because genuinely they upcharge you for so many weird things in prison. I'm like, that's actually a part of Stone Ocean that's weirdly accurate, but I'm not going to get into it. Point being, um, one, one, some fucking thrash metal band wanted a painting from John Wayne Gacy as an album cover and he said, okay, I'll do it, but I can't do it for money, so you have to send me nudes of the lead guitarist. And they did. And he did. So he, hey, if he was still alive, we could probably get him to do the fucking cover art. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> could be. Could you imagine? That'd be fucking crazy. Are you out of your fucking mind? Like, can I, can I ask you a question? 
I'm a Are you drunk? Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. <laughs> Could you? I know he's dead. He's been dead for a really long Phil, time. Phil. 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 There's not really a Phil. lot of serial killers out there who paint. So this is. What if we spirit Skype John Wayne Gacy and we get him to do the poster for season eight? That would be fucking great. Because he's not a good painter, but there's a raw. It's that. It's that. It's that energy. Okay, but who's a better painter, him or George W. Bush? Oh, a John Wayne Gacy. Actually, genuinely, I'm not that. that yeah. John Wayne gave me because there's an evil there. Um, I think if Dick Cheney took Dick, if Dick Cheney took up painting, it would have that same John Wayne Gacy energy. Um, All right, well, Mr. Cheney, you know what you have to do. <laughs> we got completely sidetracked. What the fuck? Okay, Astra, Astra. and Zari <laughs> are foils. Astra also I feel the John Wayne Gacy coin. We right, can't she did. Buy it back. Wow, she did. I was gonna say I actually feel horrible coming back to it, but then we I remembered that they actually totally did it first. Back. Um, okay. and, that, and that we thought the bowling episode was going to be the John Wayne Gacy bowling episode. That would have been so good. I miss it so much. Okay, continue. Um, Astra... I would love to see them interact more. We actually... And it's a yeah. shame, because it's like... They I almost are... feel like there's a weird fight about whether or not they want to make Astra and Bayrod canon. I feel like it might be like one or two writers seem to really like it. So not Tala... Not Tala. Enough. I'm so sorry. Olivia and Cheyenne... Cheyenne literally, like on a panel, you know, one of these virtual panels said, like, we have a little thing going. We're like, oh, are they going to put our characters together this episode? Like, are we going to do... Like, they don't even know. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where I think it might be one or two writers who are gunning really hard for it and everyone else is like, eh. And so it's a shame because, like, with that said, I would love to see Zari doing what Bayrad did for um... Astra that Bayrod did when she was dating John. You know what I mean? Because it would be yep. a fun way for her to be, like, gay, jealous of Astra. And can you pause the recording for a hot second? One second. I knew you were thinking it, but I did just want to put the energy in the space. Okay, so yeah, I would love to see them interacting more, and it's a shame. But well, I'm also because like... Astra is someone who I think projects outward, and Zari is the person who takes it inward, and that's exactly also what Zari 1.0 does. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. They have this very similar coping mechanisms just by mm. being completely different people. So it's cool seeing how that manifests. Well, because it's almost like, and here's the thing. I mean, was Astra dragged to hell at a similar age when Zarya became Dragon Girl? And are they yeah. also kind of implying that hell is a kind of child star which environment? Which may, it may, I mean, hell, which is just Newark. Um, like, are they implying that basically being a child star is the same as being in hell? Yeah. I've, I need you guys, because here's the thing. I need you guys. Field day when Patsy Ramsey got there, and you know it. You need to stop saying these things. We need to stop talking about zero. I mean, Patsy Ramsey is zero, but like, yeah, you know. I mean, first and foremost, she was just cleaning up, and second, yeah, yeah, Patsy Ramsey was just a cleaner. So second, um, Um, I'm just gonna be bleeping names. I'm just gonna, you know what? Why? Why not? We are. We have made so many Patsy Ramsey jokes in this show. How many of the? Oh yeah, yeah, we did have Patsy Ramsey villain season five. Okay, yeah, we've done it like dozens of times. I think at this point. What studio are we not bringing the Anne Frank Snatch Games 10 feet from? And like, where are we? <laughs> Who do we have the answer to? I don't even know if I conjugated that sentence properly. It made, it made perfect sense to me. Okay, that's what matters. Um, hey, didn't... Oh, right. Okay, so the thing is... Hey, Zari says, Sherlock. Stop. Sorry. We need to talk about Detective Comics Comics <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, well, where a are show we? starring... Nick Zano. Yes, unfortunately. Where was he this episode? Not really sure. I don't sure. remember. I just um, don't remember. What if they had just had him play all the bit mobster parts? And oh. it's never explained. <laughs> that would have been 
That's so fucking funny shit. Okay. Hold on. I have a point I'm going to make. So okay. do not say anything about- I'm like, so ser- surprised he wasn't in uh, The Sopranos prequel. Do not say anything about serial killers. Okay. Just do, like, 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 okay. like, do not, do not distract me from this. Okay. Couple things. Number one, we have the, like, this is the thing I was talking about, like, 15 minutes ago, where I was like, Legends is actively continuing a plot for Bayrod and Zari this season, where Bayrod is like, maybe John wanted you to have a place where you were safe from the spotlight. And she was like, well, no, I'm, I'm perfect in the spotlight. I'm happy there. Like, that's where, that's where I'm, and so she's like, I'm going to throw a Zari party. And she gets so into, and also that's when, well, she loses her phone and then she gets it back where he was like, hey, put down your phone. And she was like, fine. (laughs) Zari learns human interaction once. (laughs) And she realizes that she hasn't put any effort into herself. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes her very happy, but it also makes her very sad. Because she like, here's the thing. And I think this is something that Legend's could have touched on. I, I think it was a little bit in Tal's performance, but I think there's like Sorry is very used to being in the spotlight. When oh. Ava and Sarah are in the spotlight and like she choreographed it, she's kind of not really sure what to do. Which is another reason why she's retreating into the totem. Mm-hmm. Because also because she says, well, robots aren't my thing. And like she's always underselling her stuff yeah. herself on things. Like she's overselling certain things to compensate, but she's always when it like comes down to it, it's Which always she's actually good at. She's underselling. Yes, it's always like I'm not a good enough sister for Vedrod. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skilled. And it's like you planned this whole thing. Oh right, this is the episode where um, Nate says to Gary, "You're into people bossing you around," and Gary is like, "And," which, I mean, okay, drag her, slay, slay her, sipping on that, that truth tea, honey. I guess. I fucking, I mean, like, well, good for you for being open about what you want. But also, I fucking hate it here. Sucking dick and cock? I I just... You know, whatever. Let's just keep throwing shit. Oh, right. And this is also the episode where Gary is constantly nagging Nate about his relationship with Sari. Because, again, sucking dick and cock. Sucking dick and cock. Um, Uh, And then the next episode. So, I think we can sort of start to gently transition into 705. because. You talking about, like, there were centers of, like, culture and queerness. And then you meet Gwyn, who is literally living in New York City. And is so sad. And and is so sad and locked. And it's like, there were people you could go and hang out with, And locked within himself. And, like, we actually have this running... I want to know, actually, who the fuck shipped Sam and Frodo on this fucking writing staff? Because straight up, dude, I see you. Because he's basically... If, like, one of them died and left the other behind, I'm gonna say he's Frodo. Like, he's Frodo without his Sam, and that fucking sucks. I hope we all blow up and die. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know what? I was waiting, because you were doing this beautiful thing about Zario, and I'm like, you know who else feels disconnected from society? Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and then we just end the episode. But no, I'm not gonna. Jeffrey Dahmer dinner party? <laughs> My mother got this <laughs> game. My mother got this card game, and it's called Donner Family Dinner Party. Yes. And she continually refers to it in in a mom way as Jeffrey Dahmer dinner party, which fair, fair enough. I mean, but here's the thing: fair enough. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't have anyone over for dinner, though. Ever. Wildly different, wildly different kind of game. Then I'm starting to talk about Henry Lee Lucas. We, this is not a serial killer podcast, actually. So we're gonna <laughs> Star Wife. Okay. Star Wife. Crossfade. Okay, so Nate and Zari have to talk about their relationship, which is. Here's the thing about Nate and Zari's relationship. 
Nick and Tala could fucking flirt with each other behind a six inch pane of glass and I'd be like, damn, damn the chemistry. <laughs> and that's just how they They're are. They're just good at it, yeah. I think Nate is a very sweet Nate to me Nate, Nate is truly in the fandom bicycle of the show and that he can work with pretty much anybody because he's Nate is very precious someone to me in a way where it's like he very clearly had trouble fitting in his own family. And so the fact that he sort of is moving to the totem because he decided to make the legends his family but now i mean it's both a couple things on the one hand i'm like there's absolutely no need for you to be worried about taking it to the next level or moving in together what are you talking about i mean obviously for tv but i'm like even for tv this seems kind of ridiculous yeah on the other hand it's like we might say that Nate is afraid of an Amaya repeat. We might say Zari is afraid of an Amaya repeat. Oh, so they both... want to lock each other down. Yes. And they are. it's great that they're both dating because they are just both constantly haunted by the ghost of Amaya and their love for Amaya the whole time. And that's a great foundation for a relationship. Sometimes a relationship is you, your significant other, and the ghost of the woman you were both in love with. And that's... Peter MJ. Okay. <laughs> Work. Work. <laughs> oh, wow. We're just doing this tonight. You're correct. But oof. Oof. Row. Jesus. Row. Wow. Um, I noticed I got people at my job, and now they say rut row. Rut row. And I'm like, whoops. Oops. Oopsie. Um, that was not one I was hoping, that was not one I wanted to catch on. Your um, impact. Technically, that's not you. That's Scooby-Doo, so. But, I mean, Scoobert's impact. Scoobert's impact. Um, His legal name is Scoobert, Scooby by the Scoobert. way. Yes. By the way. Yeah. Um, he's landed gentry. And... <laughs> Well, technically, Shaggy is, like, old Southern money, according to that one Scooby-Doo spinoff that fucking terrified me. I think it was Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers. It was the one where, like, Shaggy's uncle was, like, a Civil War general, and I'm like... What side? I don't... I, I don't know. Uh-oh. I, his name was Beauregard, if I remember right. Though, oh, boy. So the answer is not going to be good. Um, but he had, like, buried treasure on his uh, estate that they had to go and find. Well, guess what that buried but, treasure is going to. Like, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, oh God, people who deserve it. Chase was chasing them around. But the way he was drawn was so upsetting and terrifying. I was like, I could not have been more than six or seven. So like, the most fucking terrifying. I just, I literally would sleep on the floor in my parents' room instead of in night terrors about this fucking dick ass ghost. It was scary. well in your in your defense he was he was apparently a member of the Confederacy and we just glossed right over that yeah so you know okay but you know who wasn't a member of the Confederacy Scoobert Dubert Scoobert Dubert and also Doctor Gwyn Davis yes yeah. him too so we have Nate is someone who very clearly did not fit into his own family transgender yes well, um yeah. he could not live up to the expectations of who his dad wanted him transgender. to be. Um, and he, like, idolized his grandfather, who he didn't know, and then had, like, sort of met, and then that relationship was kind of crazy, because he only got to meet him a few times, and, like, it's kind of weird to meet your idols and then have them immediately die. Transgender. <laughs> well, no, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's not The not. unattainable ideal of masculinity that is firmly something that you don't actually have to touch or engage with. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Pay no attention to my intense and complex relationship. With a gender. This, this cat, cat has a glass of lemonade. Lemonade? Lemonade? <laughs> but yes. Um, um, and so he... And it's really funny because Zari doesn't feel this accepted by her own family, but Nate feels accepted by Zari, and Zari feels accepted by Nate. Um, Like, there's just this moment in the deleted scene 
mm-hmm. where Nate is comforting Zari about John, and he's like, "No, he did love you," oh. and like all. Of, but and Zari's like, "Well, I guess other me has better taste in men." And I'm like, "Does this count as cheating?" I don't think it counts as cheating. I think it's fair play. No, I think it's fine. No, you I, guys I, can date the same guy. He's not gonna. One, he's not gonna notice if you don't mind. Like, yeah, no, he's not gonna notice that you're fine. It's literally fine. He's not gonna care. Um, it's kind of his ideal scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, we have this running joke where Bayrod, to try to make Gwyn feel more comfortable, takes him to, like, a 1925 gay club in Berlin, Mm -hmm. and Gwyn is just, like, deeply, just, like, deeply Deeply unhappy. And Bayrod's like, okay, let's try something else. And so, like, smash cut. Yeah. Exact same gay club, exact same extras, but now it's, like, 2005. Yeah. And Gwyn is still extremely unhappy. And then he's like, I don't know, why don't we try the 70s? And Bayra goes, we can't do that. And Gwyn is like, why not? And Bayra's like, don't worry about it. (laughs) The 70s, he's like, all right, well, let's just go forward a couple years. How about the 40s? We can't go there. What? Don't worry about it. I mean, honestly, and I stand by this. I did post about this. Like, listen, Gwyn might have been upset about World War II, but wait until he finds out. about Vatican too. He's so fucking Catholic. Because here's the thing, I forgot, only the English are Anglican. Everybody else is still very Catholic, yeah. mostly out of spite. Oh, absolutely, out of spite. Um, so we And need there to... are still Catholic, like, English people, not as many, but, you know. I actually am sort of noticing something about, and this is acting! Acting. And we'll talk about this a bit more when we talk about the next, when we do our next episode, but, like, there's a way that, like, characters walk or that like people walk where like john is a character that leads with his pelvis Mm -hmm. and gwyn is someone who kind of like almost moves like a little penguin weren't we also going to call this episode i did at my ray because we did we we called one of these episodes i did at my it was this one because this is when they have to stop him from building the time machine that will fry them all yes which is also just like such a legend because nate says my ray and And they go he looks like ray and nate goes my ray and i'm like Uh excuse me Uh Huh? Excuse me? Uh-huh. You want to take that? This was that episode? Because that episode, that, that moment. Oh, and I also fucking... wanted to mention, because in the Flash, whatever the fuck the Flash was doing, in the episode Ray was in, he's like, yeah, Nate and I get drinks once a month. And I'm like, can I help you? Hi. Can I fucking help if you? you? Were, if you were being queer baited by DC's Legends of Tomorrow, you may be entitled to financial like compensation. compensation. I hate it here. Shut up. Fuck you, Nate, and you get drinks once a month. Not with that grief he's still carrying around. My Ray. I mean, truly, truly, only paralleling when fucking Earth X Len, who no longer exists. What? I don't know. The Nazi world no longer exists. I I get why they kind of want to cover up the Nazi thing. It's like awesome. So you got rid of your like happy gay cap. Okay, what? Whatever. I give up. Sure, whatever. Continue. And. He goes, I'm going to marry Ray. And Mick goes, Ray? And he goes, my Ray, not your Ray. Which was also just like. And so what I want to know is. You can't. This why, is a, this what is I want to know medium, is. But. Why the fuck does this keep happening? Why, why did. Why, first off, yeah. How many, how many people are like, that's my Ray. Second this of is, all, speaking of, speaking of Wentworth Miller. Really, truly missed opportunity in the hundredth to not have him do the thermostat bit. Yeah. It would have been great. A sensible 74 degrees. <laughs> but, like... Only it, other person that could carry it. But, like, I... It's what she would have wanted. It's absolutely what she would have wanted. But, like, I am so... Like, too many people are calling him my Ray. And it's unfortunate, because 
perhaps I should consider putting him on a leash. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh, we're doing this now? After, like, a season and a half, you're gonna do this to me? Oh, the fuck? Hey, then. Um, Evil. Evil and wrong. Evil and bad. It's so awful. Uh, you know what? I'm actually with Dr. Gwyn Dave. It's actually, I'm so sorry. It was a, it was a bit that Matt... Ryan wanted to do personally that it's pronounced Davis and not Davies, and he's like, "Yeah, that's something Welsh people would be upset about." And I'm like, "Who asked?" The you know the e- enormous contingency of Welsh people who are watching this show? Question mark. I mean, that his, airs his on family. Him. I guess his family, but they gotta go out of their whole damn way. I that's oh my condolences. Like, hey. And so it's actually Dr. Gwyn Davis. I'm not, I'm not going to remember. It is Nicole Page Brooks. Thank you. God. It's, it's, it's magical, Mr. Mistopheles. It is. There is always time for a cocktail. So, I actually, I, the one thing I do want to talk about with this episode that I remember about it, other than, like, I appreciate Hello. Legends. There are no lesbians in Thomas Edison Wizard Magic Time Travel School. They ask me to say this. Okay, so the joke is, Dr. Gwyn Davis operates a fish and chip stand out of the Hall of Justice. Okay. And let me tell you something. There's going to be a select handful of people that are going to understand, like, if, if, God forbid, they listen to this podcast, and I feel like sometimes they might, and I feel deeply sorry about that every single time, because you don't have to. You don't have to. You really don't. Um, They're not even going to be like, I can't believe you stole that joke. They're going to be like, why would you say that? It's not funny. (laughs) Please stop doing this. Please stop doing it. It's like, well, no, someone has to carry on the legacy. But like, and so he uses time travel to place himself directly in front of famous tragedies so he can advertise his fish and chips. And also these tragedies may or may not have been caused by him time traveling. So he's on the Titanic. (laughs) Is this not just technically the plot of Disney Legends of Tomorrow? Here's the problem is that this is also the invisible jet can travel through the time. This This is never explained. Yeah, we've hit. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Yep. Nope. This okay. is just DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. So now that we've, now that we've, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. But a bit. Like, I do. I guess if we can call this that. It's comedy. It's comedy? Question mark. But like it. Oh fuck. I do appreciate that. I am getting slowly harder for me to hold the sentence together. Um. It. The reckoning. At first, the weird fanboying over Nikola Tesla was just from those kind of people who like the I fucking love science Facebook page and think that Neil deGrasse Tyson isn't annoying. I'm not, I'm not, but you know how it is. He's he's playing, he's playing, leave him alone, he's having fun. We we aren't saying Please stop saying out loud that my husband is playing. Not saying anything mean, I just said he's playing his game, leave him alone, God. I love I you, honey. I did nothing. I literally did nothing. I said leave him alone. My foot is bleeding. Why is that bleeding? I oh, because I picked my cuticle. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> go put a band-aid on. I will in a minute. No, I, we gotta finish this. The show must go on. <laughs> Alright, so what I mean is, so there was that weird Tesla fanboying back in the 2010s that was largely, I think, like, practical, but there wasn't really a reckoning for, like, Thomas Edison, who was directly responsible for Nikola Tesla being hashtag old-timey cancelled. But like, I mean, but Thomas Edison was such a son of a bitch, which also makes him the perfect New Yorker. But that's what I appreciate is that there is kind of this newer pushback. I think I do see more of it that people are like, oh, Edison was actually a huge asshole. We are kind of also seeing the flip side of that where they're like, yeah, 
not only was Tesla, like, unfairly maligned and sort of blackballed and misunderstood in his day, Thomas Edison was an asshole, and, like, I appreciate that, because that is the other side of that coin, because this was very much Thomas Edison, but he is a huge asshole. I'm like, well, of course he is. He's from New Jersey, but... God, you guys, oh my god, that's why it's called, oh my god, you guys are so super... That's why it's called Edison, yeah. You guys are so super proud of that, aren't you? I don't know why, but yes. I mean, because he, like, invent like, like, because literally the first electric grid that I'm aware this might actually not be 100% correct, but I believe the first electric city was New York because of Thomas Edison. Thanks for that whole war against AC current, though. Ass. <laughs> Jackass. And got him. Like an elephant, too. Dick. Got him. Got him. We got, got him, him in one. Got him in one. Posthumous, posthumous, we got him, fellas. Um, we had some cute Zate. 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 That could have been a ship name. That totally could have been a ship name. Kind of weird saying it out loud, but we got it some is. cute Nate and Zari sort of tinkering around in Edison's office, and then Thomas Edison is like, who are you guys? And it is like, hello. <laughs> there, are no, there are no gay people in Thomas Edison magic science office. They asked me to say this. They asked me to say this. I'm like, was this a real thing? Did he have, like, science? I gotta think of a new wizard school. What's a, what's another? I mean, no. I, I know that there was a specific school that he worked out of. Yeah. I mean, like, but, oh, like. Unseen University. Thanks, Terry. But, like, any, but, like, any sort of science. Like, that, that's yeah. how, that's, that is, I mean, like, here's the thing. I'm not a scientist. But that shocker. is, to my knowledge, how science works. You look terrified <laughs> telling me this. Like you're is afraid that, that science like, is gonna come in and kick you in the teeth for getting it wrong. Oh, what? What's Thomas Edison's ghost gonna do? Fucking cry at me about it? <laughs> anyway, they have a heart. Thomas Edison has a. He has twin heart attacks. It was so shocking. Oh, <laughs> well, you said my baby, and he just fucking died. They showed Thomas Edison Pam body garf head, and <laughs> that would fuck up. That is like that is like giving. You know what the worst thing is. Is that T told me that Jim Davis would probably just think that was funny. Yeah, I hate, I hate, he seems like a nice, he's done a ton of interviews, he seems like a nice enough guy. It's really funny that Garfield has just fucking turned into this. It's not, I, it. Pipe Garfield. Pipe, Pipe Garfield. I did, Pipe Garfield is cute though. Like, that's just a cat smoking a pipe. That's great. Nothing, what could be better than this? Yeah, it's great. Um, but like, the Garfield Eats thing went under. I don't even know what Garfield. I, I've heard. I've heard snippets of Garfield eats it's, from from our friends who have their fingers on the Garfield pulse. But that's it. It's fucking dumb as shit and crazy. And it Please finally... explain it in detail on the. Po- this is what okay. we're here for. Okay, so I, I'm still a little. This is me, kind of drunk, explaining Garfield eats. So, um, okay, so it was in Dubai for some fucking reason. I don't really think that's the epicenter of Garfield's stuff but sure who gives a shit it was in Gar- it was in i almost said it was in garfield it was, not, it was in dubai and it was also in the random parts of canada it was in andrew garfield it was in andrew garfield season one of drag race uk guest judge bag of chips said to him see you on grinder and he just laughed and i'll let and i'll let the jury decide i'll let the jury decide what that means because i'll be i'll be honest i'm just like you don't have to come out for everyone to know you're gay is this what it's like being friends with people who like liked emily bet records and elicity yeah, man, I guess. What? Homophobia. Homophobia. Yeah, absolutely. Homophobia. Because she's very, she's like, if anything, even more blatant than he is. But like, I mean, she's actually post. I, yeah. All right. So, okay. Garfield, so Garfield eats. eats. Is this a Garfield restaurant? Yes. Okay. Oh, you I better thought... believe it, baby. It's a Garfield restaurant. It's now, the only Garfield branded restaurant. They sell I'm... Garfuccinos. 
It's a frappuccino, but it's Garfield. I was going to say a cappuccino, but Garfield theme, because then you could also make it like kind of an orangey color. But like coffee, an orange colored foam with a cat pattern on it. Yeah, I think it's, they like would do like a paw print on the latte foam um, or some and, shit, you know. And, and um, is there lasagna? What oh, the fucking duh. It's like pizza, lasagna. I can't believe Guy Fieri was not personally involved in this. I mean, well, I think it was just a giant money laundering scheme. <laughs> um, I genuinely, especially because like now that they lost the licensing rights to it, the guy just tried selling Garfield NFTs for $100 and didn't get anyone buying them. Then he tried selling a dollar NFTs and didn't get anyone buying those either because NFTs can suck the farts out of my asshole. Um, <laughs> for so many reasons that I'm not talking about now because I'm not sober enough to talk about economics. It's a Ponzi scheme. The Mets are going to lose all their money this time to NFTs. I swear to God. If okay, you're the New York... If anybody, if anybody has any connections Mike to the New Piazza, York Mets... Look, listen to me. If anybody... Jokes out of the room. Jokes out of the room. speaking directly into the camera, young man. Don't buy any fucking NFTs the New York Mets. Do not participate in Do not again. buy any. Just go. Just, just, just go. Just, it's too late. Just try to play baseball. Just please. Just try to play baseball. Please try to play baseball. <laughs> this message brought to you. Do a little more cocaine as well. Can't hurt the team that most effectively utilized cocaine back I in have, the 80s. That's what, it was confirmed by, by my sister, a known Mets historian. I mean, yeah, amateur Mets historian. Masters um, in urban planning. Yeah. I, that has nothing to do with being a Mets historian, but it does Doesn't not. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Garfield... Garf, Garf eats whatever was just cat shaped pizzas and like lasagna, but they were like it's <laughs> farm to table. Fr- it was like imagine the weird up your ass clean food. Oh, I hate the idea of that. That shit is so fucked. But you know what I mean, like that kind of Whole Foods ass marketing, but applied to like Garfield for some. This reason? is the worst idea I've ever heard. It's in the my dumbest life. thing. There's a couple of YouTube videos on it. That when this is over, I, they're not long. One of them's like 18 minutes long. We have to watch it because it is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, okay, so Garfield eats his fucking dumb shit. I cannot wait for them to try this as a get-rich-quick scheme next season. Um, Phil? Phil? Yeah. Do not do it. Before we continue, can I talk about something that's really pissing me off? Yes. It's completely unrelated to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. That's fine. Oh, yeah, that's really gonna fucking put a nail in this coffin. (laughs) Um, I think at this point we're literally referring to it as getting Yelena natted. But the idea of what basically the MCU did to Yelena and Natasha, where, like, in the comics they have this very strange homoerotic relationship. Which is, like, is it homoerotic because morally ambiguous women are allowed to be gay because they're already morally deficit? Yes. Is what the MCU did of completely sanitizing them as sisters and basically making them a less charming version of Orphan Black's um, Sarah and Helena just completely fucking... Unnecessary, yeah. Unnecessary, boring, yeah. Kind of vile, yeah. And then, well, and then, didn't and then, they do that with like Kate and and Madame Mask. Mask. I think Madame Mask is her mom or something. Where it's like, listen, I'm just watching this. I, I, I Kate I Bishop you, show I on screen. I, I clap hand like seal, but I'm not I, saying it's good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, kind of fun to make just, homoerotic women related. I mean, it's, this it's, is what I mean when I talk about and you, and you, and you guys know. Like, that whole thing of, like, oh, we're just going to make them, like, their best friends. And, and cousins, cousins too. too. Like, there's a history to this. Stop fucking saying shit like that. We're dumb as hell. Anyway, continue. Sorry. I mean, just like... You got that, but fine. But I no, I mean, I mean, no, but you're... I'm going to keep in your best friends and cousins, too. Yes, of course. I, it, it is truly so, like... And then and then you all just... And then they all just fucking eat it. And they're like, haha, Yelena and her big sister, Natasha. And it's so cute that they did... And, and, and it's like... It, it, 
And then someone like ships them, and people are like, they're literally sisters. And I'm like, no, not actually, comics. actually, like, what what the MCU has done is wrong. Yeah, the MCU and did and just that, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, they did it for the MCU versions, and I'm like, I don't care what anybody ships in the MCU. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I don't want to. And they're like, it's like Thorky all over again, and I'm like, I cannot touch this. I I can I don't want to. And also, I love people pretending like Thorky wasn't. I was there. Thorky was one of the most popular ships in Tumblr in 2012. Okay. Anyway, so what were we talking about? Um, related to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Sorry, Tomas. Yes, sorry. Tom- right. Okay. Gwen Thomas Epson. Yes. Um. Sorry, Tomas does some clever stuff to Robot Hoover. They try to make him not murder them. He explodes. Yeah. They figure out that someone is sending robots at the yes. very least. Um. Is this no? The next episode is when Bishop finally has the get the greatest the greatest I, realization I, I, we've I'm ever had. Fascinated the canon Yandere Gideon is canon. That's. I did this. I did, yeah, I'm not getting We do this. We oh, this you know lot. what we should talk about is that I guess some people are concerned. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I say things and then things happen. And I don't mean okay, for them to happen. But if, if if there are people out there this who are concerned. Typewriter Hamlet who thing. are concerned that, like, Sarah. Like, it's fascinating to me that people are concerned that, like, maybe Sarah and Ava are leaving. Because months ago I complained about Katie being a fucking turf. And it is ripple affected. Which, incidentally, congrats, question mark? Thank you. It's just, it's like, first and foremost, everybody is like, They're Legends- They're getting rid of their main character. Legends is- leg- I mean, God, could you imagine? That would if, be pretty funny. I would, ne- I, I would not sue. I, I promise. Would, I don't. Hand fine. to God. Hand to God. Um, and, I mean, I guess it's just- I don't just, want to see you like, people in court. Come on. Here's the thing. If you're following Katie Lotz on Instagram- That's your problem. Obviously, you're more- your your logical reasoning is not super high. But she's like, okay, I'm moving. First and foremost, she's like, because this was shown to me. I'm moving out of my Vancouver apartment. Like, I had the worst year of my life here, but I also, or, like, toughest year of my life. And I also learned some stuff. And I'm like, is it the toughest year of your life? Because you left. Le- um, but Candace, and so fucking Candace Patton comments, and was like, and you made me vegan pasta here. And I'm like, any what? Any what? Any what? What? Are you guys hanging out again? Also. What's that about? Yeah. Also, you guys hang. Hey, like, so when did was, hey yeah. when did you guys start hanging out again in yeah. person? Also, why? What fucking? What, oh, I'm so sorry. I I let me let I me clarify something. Let me clarify something for everybody here. Katie is a deeply unfortunate human being. Just like zoodles or some shit or maybe that's what it was. I guess. Um, human sorry. beings are unfortunately flawed, flawed and complicated. Yes. And there are certain things that I feel, I Katie... I jump right to that. Catholicism really got its roots yes, deep. I, I feel that there are certain things, given her position on Legends, that she must be held accountable for as an adult. Yeah. But I also understand that there are very clearly things happening in her life that indicate that she is a queer person mm-hmm. and is not in a place where she can be that person. Mm-hmm. And a it's it's a complicated situation. Yeah. It doesn't make me like her. No. It does make me consider her as a complex person. Yeah. You can. It, 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 I don't want to be like you can like you can not like someone or like disagree with them. So like it's like no, it's not like that. It's just like it's okay to be like here's the full scope of the person doing fucked up shit. It doesn't excuse or forgive it, but you should probably know like yeah, there's probably a reason behind this and. Hopefully that means they get their shit together and they can be taken to task fairly without, you know, mobbing them off the internet or, you know, whatever the fuck. But, like, 
Anyway. Doesn't mean I have to like Sarah Lance as a character anymore, because she's not fun anymore, because she's not making her a dirtbag. Um, I heard that they might make Journey's, um, Black Canary having trained with the League. And my friend was like, oh my god, that's gonna make Sarah fans insufferable. I'm like, no, if they do that to Journey's Black Canary, it's because DC wants Sarah off the map. Yeah. They're, they're, literally just they're taking to... a little pen and going, ah, 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 ah. It's literally just because... They of... trot her out once a year for Pride, and, like, as soon as somebody more relevant... And, and, like, I know this sounds really insensitive, and, like, this is not, this is not actually a good thing. No. And we should probably think about this in the way we talk about queer media, but, like, yeah. as soon as somebody more relevant comes along, they're not going to keep up with her. Um, anyway, what I meant to say is somebody was like, there's just a lot of comments like, I can't believe you're cleaning out your apartment. That means Legends is over. And I'm like, you know that they literally do not film for six fucking months out of the year. Yeah. Did you know that it is currently January and Vancouver is the it's... most miserable fucking place on the yeah. planet Earth to be? Who wouldn't want to be in Los Angeles right now? Oh my now? god, yeah. Do you know how a lease works on an apartment? Yeah. I need, I need honest answers here, people. Like, we're following Katie Law, so the, the chance, like, understanding is low. is not over there. She literally just doesn't want to be in Vancouver for the None winter. None of them are in Vancouver for the winter. Tall is literally doing a play. Why would you be in Vancouver for the winter? Who? I genuinely think that's why they have the long hiatus. Yeah. I agree, because, like, why the fuck would Yeah, because they shoot usually July to December. Yeah, because that's about the only time of the year that Vancouver is livable. So, fuck, man. Okay, so, I mean, people have pointed out, so there's a couple cute things about Dr. Davis. Number one, the Frodo. beard. Frodo Tolkien. Number two, um, carries, wears his fucking boyfriend's dog tags, like, uh, Richard, like, Richard, I'm like, didn't Larry Richard's already, Larry Trainer and this, and Gwyn Davis need to hang out in just uncomfortable silence. Oh, yeah, and it'll for be great, several it'll hours. Be really great for them. Just the two of them, like, I don't understand why you think we should be hanging out. And then they're just, like, just continue to sit, and it's, you know, it's good for them. It's baby steps, baby steps. I mean, it's fascinating, because here's the thing, it's like, Matt Ryan is like, I think this is a story that really needs to be told, and I'm like, really, why is that? Why? <laughs> Who are we talking about that I'm like this person wants to suck the dick off Nick Zano's body and I know what you're thinking. Wouldn't Matt Ryan already have done that? Oh, um God. We have fun here. I forget who I can't No. Oh right, it was like something like like we cannot get Nick Zano to be a guest judge on drag race because they would try to they suck would, the dick yeah. off his body. Yeah. Oh, immediately, and it's deeply unfortunate. Here's the problem, is that is that really buff Nate is such a specific subset of, like, grinder and, like, like he's not quite, he's not a bear because he's no. not big, but he's, like, he's, like, very something very specific where I'm, like, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's a niche. Here we go. I could, I, if he was in the right outfit, he would not look out of place in a Thomas and sketch. That's all I can say about that. They could put him in a leather daddy outfit pretty easily. Do not, do not, do not do that. Bill, Bill, look at me. Look and at me Streets with my of Fire eyes. is an it's it's fucking eighties ish movie. We could, so they could be like, oh, it's just an eighties. I refuse to believe off. Phil Clemmer has consumed gay content. Well, Streets of Fire isn't technically gay, is it? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's where we got a lot of leather stuff and fighting games, though. From that, from that influence, I remember reading something. Like that. It doesn't matter. There. Okay, so people pointed out Gwyn is very abrasive to Sarah until she's like, "I married a woman," and he's like, "Okay, fine. If we're all gonna be gay here." Yeah. And then also, in order to break him out of the, also guys, 
Guys, we've really got to stop doing the bit where we throw gay people into the mental hospital, into the ye old timey mental hospital. We've How got many to... times have we done that now? Oh boy. Um, more than more than one. I, I mean, I'd have at it. least two nickels. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird. And it's usually Matt Ryan related. You know what? I don't want to. Do you want to talk about this, Matt? Because again, they just put people in institutions. In I want to know. Okay. Here's we don't the thing. do that I here always say... Rose, Rosemary Kennedy specifically. And I think he went, all right, I'm getting rid of asylum. He's like, that's great, John. What are we going to do about all those people who still need assistance in healthcare? And he was like, what? And I was like, okay, right, all right. And well, then he died. <laughs> then he died, so we couldn't really fix it. Best comment I got. Bad. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens <laughs> to the Kennedy. Best comment I got about JFK from Legends is someone just said they had an audition. They had a bunch of guys try out for JFK, and then the guy who was the worst at it, they hired. <laughs> This is how they hire all of their historical characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, Lyndon B. Johnson is, I mean, maybe the most incredible man who did not look even a little bit like Lyndon B. Johnson. Wow, I'm having fucking flashbacks. It was great. It was It was honestly the highlight of one of the best episodes of DC's Legends of Tomorrow that I will never watch again. Yeah. Yeah, never let's and let's not discuss it. Oh, let's not. I think I think the thing that is the funniest about that is how much I think we talk about things in that episode that we just don't. I genuinely think us opening up about the fact that we have a deep fear of being perceived is perhaps the most open and honest we've ever been about anything about That's ourselves. Awful. And we are and we are at we are at season seven of this fucking show. Yeah, it's bad. And we're and we're only saying this stuff because we're cause... on year three of a pandemic, and I'm pretty sure that's kind of why we're doing it. <sighs> Do you think Topiglio is pestilence? I do, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I'm glad we could clarify. Okay, so there's this funny where he's trying to be like, I'm crazy, I'll, I'll cut her neck. And uh-huh. Sarah keeps taking his arm and putting it where it's supposed to be. Which is adorable. Because she would actually know what the fuck she's supposed to be doing in this scenario. Which and now we make Gwyn Davies drive a stick shift. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, Even it's the wrong. Even when we're driving it well, it's, it's the wrong gear it's or something. <laughs> boys to men wrong. But like, it. Really... We cannot let him know about boys to men. He can't handle it. His gay little bird heart. No, no. He'll, he'll, it's he, he's too gay. He's too gay. It hurts too much. You can't do that to a man. It's 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 too much to bear. All right. So I guess next episode we'll talk about how do we want to talk about that scene he had with his where he talks about his beautiful, loving his his perfect, too perfect world boyfriend. That's next episode. Oh God. All right. I'm getting out of out of order. Yeah, Sorry. I think we've covered everything. Um. Oh right. And then Astra. Oh my god, there's the scene where I, this is what we need to wrap up on, but the scene where Astra and Spooner are in that fucking field and Astra summons the lightning to stop the time machine. Mm-hmm. Gay excellence. Oh yeah. I mean, like, like they are it. They are very it's, good. It's it. It's them. They are genuinely really, really good. We've done it. And you know, and like, and like, I don't know. I, I don't know why Lizeth and, and Olivia are always hanging out in person together. I don't know why they never seem to have a photo apart except on like you know show hiatuses that's not you know that's not any of my business camely and and, and of, we're back baby we're going bigger better going bigger better i do you think it bothers the listeners that emily bet records literally phoned in every single scene but then when it came to like black siren laurel and felicity suddenly, wanting to redeem her uh-huh. it was fucking oscar time baby uh-huh true her, her highlight reel for years it's great. But like... Because I'd be bothered if I, I were them. I'd be bothered if I didn't think it was the best thing ever. But like, if I was them, yeah, absolutely. It pissed me off. Um, 
I think it bothers Does it bother them they still use your original choreography? That kind of vibe, yes. But, like, it's, it, it's, um, it is so weird to talk about these episodes when I'm, like, I don't, it's, it's, like, it is kind of interesting having the time to just really fucking sit and marinate and think about this shit, to be fair. So there is a benefit, but it is also, like, um, oh my god, what did it mean? I gotta go back and rewatch a couple episodes, try to catch up. We've been, you know, it's the holidays, but I will have time now. Um, I do, I did really like this episode, um, and I do think Gwen Davies is a really, I actually kind, not that I, it doesn't have the problem of why do you have this revolving door for your cast of color that a lot of the other character switch-ups have Mm -hmm. had, because, you know, obviously, Mm -hmm. but, like, I really do like that, like, they have this actor they really like, and then they just give them a role that they Mm -hmm. can go really fucking crazy in, because they're, it's just an OC now. I really think that's fun. At this point, Legends is literally just a team of, like, the dumbest superhero OCs you can think of, and not in, like, an overpowered 12-year-old way, but just in the way of, like, just the d- dumbest... It, 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 the ne- truly the next wave of uh, CW television shows. But, like, it's pretty great. Um, and I'm glad Matt Ryan's still hanging out in the show and having fun. Definitely not fucking Nick Sano. Uh, allegedly. Legend. Allegedly. Listen, it is not for us to say who and who is not I fucking who. <laughs> I love my non-legend. Marie is literally looking at these photos of Buff Nate and is fucking paralyzed with fear. I'm interested to see if Astra and Spooner's powers rely on each other. That would be really gay. Because it seems like they kind of do. It's like last episode we had Spooner doing the spider vision and then Astra summoned the lightning. And I'm like, damn people really be out here being gay and in love yeah and they have they work really well together so i love it it's great and i know what you're thinking if you don't ship Arod with astra who do you ship him with and the answer is uh nate yeah, um I but do. also like listen i what's he gonna ship him with i mean like first and foremost nate haywood is the fakest bitch alive <laughs> and <laughs> and second of all um listen as soon as Gwyn was like wow alan reminded me your brother reminds me so much of alan i was like wow well, we're just doing this we're right? doing it in front of god and everyone okay in front of catholic god in front of catholic just vatican there was a first one <laughs> now that's the energy we need yes yeah yeah rich evans for dc's legends of tomorrow <laughs> oh let's Jesus. put rich evans in the muscle suit i think it's actually he's the only one that seems to have any sort of knowledge of comics because when they did their release the snyder what if i send an email to red letter media and i'm like hey rich evans specifically has for some reason helped me fill a void that my dad left when he died i you know what though best wishes best wishes <laughs> it's the, the energy is very similar I, it's I, it's not even like oh this is my it's just like I need a certain kind of like old man comic nerd, nerd yeah. vibe yeah every once in a while where I'm like haha that's just like what my dad was like yeah that a part of the half and the worst about the Snyder Cut where he starts mm-hmm. naming all the gorillas in mm-hmm. DC's comics exactly and like, that, that is like mm-hmm. yeah that is your dad um to a T uh I guess in our relentless, cranky criticism of this show, in some way we are carrying off this legacy. What we, I mean, we truly, and in a lot of ways, we learn to love. Not this, not the show, not the but some show, of the characters. Some of the characters, um, yeah. And I guess that counts. Yeah, close enough. I love, like, I love um, the concept. The 
<laughs> I love the concept of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And when it's good, it's really good. I love Maisie Richards and Sellers. Oh, yeah. Not pictured in this film. <laughs> Sir, not um, appearing in this season. I love Tala. Yeah. I love Big Nate. He looks like a human punch. <laughs> I want to mention I'm bone sober. I have to work tomorrow. Oh, yeah. My bombers, man. Uh, I'm I, bad. I'm just, I'm, I, it's truly that thing. If you don't realize, I'm, I'm like trying to hold a coherent conversation. I'm like, nope. I mean, this is, trust me, no less coherent. Than uh, you know, usual. and you wouldn't know that. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Okay. Here's another thing. I was reading some Hellstar fic and it was a smut. It was pretty good. All right. But it is insane to me. I'm like, oh, right. I mean, I guess they're like technically cis to some people. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, what? Huh? when you're reading it and they're like, Zari has a vagina. And I'm like. What? What? Oh, God. The amount of times I've read fic and I get really confused that someone... I'm like, oh, uh-oh. John Constantine has, like, a... Like, 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 like cis... Like I, a cis genitals? That's weird. I I don't know what you're into, but that's, that's weird. That's weird, man. No, it does happen. Because so, I've just completely... Have you asked Matt that. Ryan about this? I don't... <laughs> I think he played Puck at some point. Or maybe Oberyn. So we know... Oh, that's unfortunate. You know he's weird. I, you know, and I... Midsummer, Midsummer is, 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 is such a weird little, it's such a great little nonsense play. It is truly just like everybody showing up and having vibes and leaving. It's great. Fuck it again. Like, ah, that was fucked up, wasn't it? Anyway, take care, folks. Tip your waitress on the way out. <sighs> Stop by the gift shop. And I'm like, great. It's a fan photo. Okay, I guess that's what we're gonna, I guess we're gonna wrap up here. Um, we've got yeah, any closing, to... closing? I mean, we're just gonna pick it up again. Back yeah, at it again at Krispy Kreme. Probably tomorrow night. So. Probably, yeah. All right, then we'll see you guys. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, but you don't know. Okay. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Arriva Dirty. Arriva Dirty. Buenos noches. Bye. Bye.